Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. A little different. Is that okay? I've, I've got some things that I've prepared, but I also want to be very flexible and, and very willing to go with the flow of the Lord this morning so that it's not just me talking, but it's really Him speaking through me. Amen. If God can use a donkey, He can use any of us, right? So, you know me, I usually like to start with this Bible declaration, kind of loud and proud, but I have a sense from the Lord I want to start a little different this morning. Is that okay? As we were singing some worship songs, I just had a sense from the Lord that this service this morning, God wants us to start with this kind of a prophetic prayer. Prophetic meaning, this is what the Lord is saying to us, and, and for, for it to come to fruition in our lives this morning, He wants for us to lean in by faith and, and lay hold of it. Because when God speaks, we have to make a decision to, to lay hold of it. Isn't that true? So I don't know what kind of Christian tradition you grew up in, uh, but just go with me this morning. I promise I'll never have you do or say anything that would be embarrassing, okay? So just as a sign of receptivity, just put your hands out there this morning, and let's prepare for this message. Father, we thank you that you are already speaking. From the moment we drove into the parking lot, your love is being confirmed and hope is coming to life and faith is coming to another level and, and you have a heart for us this morning, Father. The Lord is saying, step in. Step in closer. Step in deeper. Don't settle for where you're at. Don't settle for where you've been, says the Lord. There's more. There's greater depths. There's greater depths of intimacy and receiving insight and understanding for your life, says the Lord. Pull off the plastic. Don't be religious. Be relational. Be hungry. If you're hungry, you'll be filled. If you're hungry, you'll be satisfied. So, Father, we receive that this morning. We're hungry. We ask you to fill us. We ask you to saturate us. We ask you to challenge us. Challenge us. Challenge the one who's new in a relationship with you to take another step. Challenge the ones that have been walking with you for 10, 15, and 20, and 30 years to go deeper. You're not done with them, Lord. We receive this by faith in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Big thought for the morning. My experience with God is dependent upon my depth in God. My experience with God is connected to, it hinges on, it's dependent upon my depth in God. You know, some people might ask the question, why should I even want to go deeper? I'm doing pretty good. I'm in the family. I'm going to heaven. 
Some of you here this morning might not even be saved. I don't know you. You might not even be in the family yet. And you might be thinking, so this message doesn't even apply to me. Why would I want to go deeper if I'm not even in the family yet? Listen, don't be so quick to think that way if that's you. Because God loves you. He sent Jesus for you. And he wants to show you some things in the person of Jesus so that you can come into relationship with him and experience God working in and through your life as a follower of God. And one of the first things I believe that he wants to show you is this message this morning. So if that's you and you're not in the family of God yet, lean in with me. I promise you'll be so glad that you did. So why is my depth in God such a big deal? I think that there could be more than one answer, and I'm sure some of you can come up with some really, really good ones. But one of the things that the Lord is challenging me to is this, is that there are some things in God, in your relationship with Christ, that you'll never perceive. You'll never see spiritually. You'll never understand. And therefore, you'll never experience unless you make a personal decision to take a step deeper in your relationship with God. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul was referring to in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, and 10. He said something to this effect. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now, if you have a pen or a highlighter, circle the word or underline the word deep, because we're going to come back to it in just a moment. Paul has basically challenged the Corinthian converts to not begin to pursue God through natural wisdom, through natural thinking, through intellect alone. Intellect is fine, but he's saying there is no human being who could be smart enough, who could be wise enough, who could be philosophical enough to begin to understand, discern, perceive, receive the things which God has prepared for you in Christ. What are those things? Well, there's so many. There's this huge inheritance that has your name on it as a believer. The blessings of God, the favors of God, the mercies of God, the position of God. So much that he wants for us to see spiritually and receive and experience. But on your best day, no matter how many degrees you might have, no matter how high your IQ is, he's saying you're going to come short in finding out the deeper things of God. Why? Because it will take a partnering with the Holy Spirit to pull us along and to show us things in Christ, the deeper things that we've never seen, that we could never see even on our best day. If you're with me, say amen. So the title of today's message is simply this, Stepping in Deeper. But here's the subtitle, listen. I'm not staying where I am. Say that subtitle with me. Would you make it your own? Come on, let's say it together. I'm not staying where I am. Let that be a prophetic declaration. 
Let that be something where the Spirit of God gets in you and behind you and and helps you to step into that. Make a decision that no matter how long you've been walking with Christ, whether you're new or you've been walking with Him for years and years and years, you're not going to stay where you are because you're making a decision to step in deeper. Now, the King James Version Bible defines the word deep like this. Extending or being far below the surface. Descending far downward. Profound. Opposed to shallow. As deep water. As a deep pit or well. Second definition. Not superficial or obvious. Hidden. Secret. God wants to reveal hidden, secret, deeper, profound spiritual truths of and in Christ to you. He wants to do that. Pastor Robert, how do I know what level of depth I'm in now? And if I do want to go deeper, what does that look like? How do I measure depth moving forward. Let's look in the book of Ezekiel chapter 47. Some of you may be very familiar with the book of Ezekiel. Some of you may not. Uh, Ezekiel was a prophet. He spoke for God. He was a priest. He stood before God on behalf of the people. Ezekiel was married. Uh, His wife died nine years into exile. Ezekiel, along with all of Jerusalem, the temple, was taken captive by Babylonian captivity because of their uh, unwillingness to follow the Lord. And God used Ezekiel in a very, very powerful way. Some theological circles would call the book of Ezekiel the Acts of the Old Testament because he was so empowered by the Holy Spirit, because he was so moved and used by the Holy Spirit. He brought the word of the Lord, the living word of the Lord to the people. And in Ezekiel chapter 47... We find Ezekiel been given a vision by God. And in this vision, an angel is showing him the new restored future messianic temple in a restored Jerusalem with restored worship. It's a supernatural vision. And in this vision, he steps out of the temple following an angel. And an angel begins to show him and lead him in a supernatural flow of water, a river, a supernatural river of water, and it's flowing from the house of God. It's flowing from the temple of God. It's flowing from God himself. And I want us to read Ezekiel 47, 1 through 5, and as we read this, we're going to see how the angel takes Ezekiel through different levels of depths of water in the river. And I want to show you something that the Lord is challenging me to because I believe it's an analogy. It's a picture of the steps of depth that God wants you to take in your relationship with God as you're going deeper and as you're pursuing life with Jesus. Are you with me, Sam, with you? Verses 1 through 5, Ezekiel speaking. In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man, or the angel, brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing. 
out through the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 1,750 feet and then led me across. The water was up to my ankles. Circle or highlight the word ankles. Verse 4, he measured off another 1,750 feet and he led me across again. This time the water was up to my knees. Underline or circle the word knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Underline the word waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. Now, the first thing I want to say is this. The Lord showed me very plainly, and I believe that you'll agree. Stepping in deeper with God means that there is increasing progress and spiritual maturity in my relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're with me, say I'm with you. Okay? Notice the four levels. Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, too deep. Can you say it with me fast? Come on. Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep too deep. So some of you know I like fishing, and I may have shared this before, but it's a great analogy. Several years back, Yolanda hired a fly fishing guide for me. I'd never done any fly fishing, so I needed a guide. He took me out for half a day. I loved it. I was hooked. Dun, dun. And so I went out, and I bought my own wading boots and my own waders and a vest and a fly rod. I have a fly rod holder. It carries two rods. I looked like I could catch some fish, but I'd never caught one on my own using my fly rod. But I'm going to give it a try. So I get up super early, right? I can't even sleep the night before. I'm like, I'm getting bites in my sleep. I'm, I'm addicted to fishing. You know, don't judge me. I just am. And so I get up early, and I go to the Pisgah National Forest, Davidson River. Anybody been up there before? And uh, that's a tough river to fish. It's, it's got a lot of pressure. So I'm out there like, I mean, it, the sun's barely coming up when I'm driving up. You know, I want to be the first one on the rotter, like, like there's not enough fish. I'm the only one. And so I get out of my car and get all my gear on, and I'm finding my place in the river, big river. And so I'm walking in water, and it's ankle deep. Because I'm kind of checking it out. I'm looking for the rifts. I'm looking for the pools. I'm looking where I'm going to get settled in. Use some of the techniques that I learned from the guide. And as I'm walking out in the river, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see this 5,000-pound grizzly bear come out of the woods and step into the river. It was really more like a 150-pound black bear. But, but to me, it was like a 5,000-pound grizzly bear. And I don't care what they say on TV or the Discovery Channel or whatever. Don't run, don't run. The first thing you want to do is run. And this sucker's like, he's like from here to you, like in the back. He's not far. And so I'm just, I'm nervous. I'm praying. I'm praying in tongues underneath my voice, you know. Not too loud. I don't want him to hear me. Well, he, he sees me anyway. He's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I'm trying to figure out what he's going to do, and I don't, know, I don't know what he's thinking, but he, he just doesn't take his eyes off me. I'm in ankle-deep water. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of goes back, and he puts his head down, and he's looking at the water, and he, he just starts walking across the river. Guess what I did? As soon as I saw that, I turned around, and I ran as fast as I could. I broke all the wilderness rules, and I ran up to my car, and I got in my car, and the rest of my fishing day was jacked up. 
It just was. I was looking for bears everywhere. What's the point? The point is, in that circumstance and in some situations in our life, ankle deep water is good. Because if it would have been waist deep, I wouldn't have been able to move so quickly. I might not be here with you right now. And so thank God for ankle deep water. Ankle deep water is good. All of us, when we get saved, we start out in ankle deep water. As a matter of fact, the Lord showed me very clearly, ankle deep water equals salvation. And if you're Pentecostal and you're leaning in, it includes the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It includes the fullness and the power of God. Just receive it, right? It includes all of the fullness of God. God wants you, if you're not saved, he wants you to step into ankle deep water. He wants you to receive Jesus. He died for your sins so you can be healed and delivered and set free. And that's great. But here's the danger. The danger is for those of us that are Christians, if we're not paying attention, we could settle for ankle deep water all of our Christian lives. And that's not God's best. God wants me to go deeper. Somebody say deeper. So I want to share with you the other measurements, knee and waist and two, but I also want to give us three roadblocks that will keep us from going deeper. Roadblock number one is this, confusing verbal commitment to Christ with an actual commitment to growth in Christ. A lot of Christians have confused a verbal commitment to Christ with an actual commitment to growth in Christ. Just because you say the prayer, just because I say the prayer, that doesn't mean I know and I'm convinced that I'm supposed to be devoted to growing up and becoming a spiritual, mature representation of Christ. And so that's a roadblock to so many people. But I believe here at Lakeshore, we're stepping in deeper. Come on, say, I'm stepping in deeper. Come on, I'm stepping in deeper. Next, knee deep. What is knee deep, spiritually speaking? The Lord showed me this. Knee deep equates reading your Bible and prayer. Reading your Bible and prayer. This is where you make a decision to invest the time and the space that God's given you, and you give it back to Him. And you read the scriptures, and you humble yourself, and you pray, and you talk to God and you complain, and you hear from God, and, and you work things out. You're wrestling with God. You're wrestling with the scriptures. Paul said, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. Luke 10, 39, it says of Mary, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. There's something about me coming and humbling myself before the Lord and sitting and turning everything and everyone out. And I've got my word. I've got the Holy Spirit. I'm in a heartfelt, prayerful position. And God's speaking to me. And God's shaping me. And God's giving me wisdom. And God's leading me. God's growing me. Using the word and prayer to go deeper. So important. That's knee deep. This person's moving beyond ankle-deep Christianity. This person's moving beyond shallow Christianity. This person's moving in deeper with God. They're beginning to understand that salvation isn't the end. Salvation is just the beginning. Can somebody say amen? 
Here's a second roadblock to going deeper. You got to know this. Confusing activity for depth. Tens of millions of self-identified Christians have confused activity for depth. What do you mean? Well, we serve. That's good. Worship team, media team, guest services team, Al kids team, uh, campus maintenance team, all kinds of team. We serve church membership. We come to church services a couple times a month, some people more than others, right? We go to picnics and we go to potlucks. Amen. We like those. God's okay with those. But religious activity doesn't equate necessarily spiritual depth. I know a lot of people serving, 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 serving. And then all of a sudden, they're not anymore, and they're gone, and they've fallen away from the Lord, and you're surprised, and I'm shocked. How did that happen? That happened because they never developed any roots, no depth. So it's a roadblock. I'm not declaring that over you. I just want us to see that it's a roadblock. We have to be very, very careful. So I have to ask myself, am I stuck at ankle deep? Or am I willing to take a step to knee deep? Let me just be more specific. Am I reading my Bible? Because I go to a good church with pastors who have taught and who keep teaching and who keep encouraging. Read your Bible. Pastor Robert, can't you just share something different? No. When you get that, I will. Read your Bible. Here's three top reasons that the Lord showed me most Christians don't read their Bible. Number one, apathy. Apathy is, is there's no real spiritual concern or interest in God or the things of God. We're interested in fishing. We're interested in eating. We're interested in hobbies. We're interested in career. We're interested in vacation. Don't get me wrong. God's okay with that stuff. But not in the place of going deeper. Not in the place of going to another level. The second one is pride. P-R-I-D-E. That's the second reason a lot of Christians, I'm talking to Christians, they don't read their Bible. They think, I got it. I'm smart. I make good money. I got a good education. Everything's okay family's tight. I don't need to read the Bible. That's pride. I'm not saying you're guilty. Yet. I'm just saying that's one of the roadblocks that a lot of Christians have to get past. If you're apathetic or you're prideful, the Lord will show you you need to adjust that. Here's the third one. This is a big one. Priorities are out of order. Christians. See, I think a challenge for us, church, is that we're so busy living life and everything that we got, career and schedule and business and hobbies and vacation and sports and stuff. And then if there's time left, we try to fit God in there somewhere. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom, God's reign, God's rule. And then all these other things will be added to you. Listen, I'm prophetically declaring that Lakeshore is not apathetic. Lakeshore is not prideful. And Lakeshore is seeking God's kingdom. Amen. 
Just be aware of those. So important. Waist deep. Somebody say waist deep. What's waist deep? Waist deep, God showed me this. It's living in or from God's truth. It's living in or from God's truth. Ephesians 6.14, God's word translation, the Apostle Paul says, So then, take your stand, fasten truth around your waist like a belt. See, this person, this person not only reading their Bible and praying, but this person is now learning to live and keep God's word central in their life. They're not living by popular opinion. They're not living by CNN. They're not living by Oprah. They're not living by some spiritual guru. They're learning to live and lead life from the truth of the written word of God that never fails, that's perfect, that is from God. Oh, man, I knew it. It's all you guys ever say, read your Bible, read your Bible. Listen, listen to what God says. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 from the message version. Listen, every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Don't you want to be shaped up for the life that God has for you? Here's my challenge. Be a person of the word of God. Make God's word central in your life. God will grace you with the supernatural ability to readjust your life so that you can be a person who reads the word and prays to God regularly. He'll grace you with that ability. Finally, if you're at waist deep, okay, you, you went ankle deep, salvation, knee, knee deep, right? You're learning to read and to pray and to spend time with God. You're waist deep. You're, you're learning to Give God's word a central place in your life, your family, your kids, your career. It's renewing your mind. You're living from that place of God's word. Here's a third roadblock that those of you who are at that level need to be aware of. Here it is. You ready? It's kind of wordy, but listen. Having the word central in my life without the Holy Spirit leading and controlling my life. It is possible to be a student of the scriptures and not learn to be yielded to the spirit of the scriptures. Galatians 5.16 out of the Amplified says this, But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek Him and be responsive to His guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature which responds impulsively without regard for God and His precepts. So you may be a person who's learning to live by the Word and you may be a person who's further along in the things of God and you may know some scriptures, you may be praying in tongues, you may be singing the worship songs, but there's an area or two in your life 
That's fleshly. It's carnal. It's from the old, dead, buried person. The one that died on the cross with Jesus. And God wants us to step in deeper and give that to him. And learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. Be led and influenced and guided by the Holy Spirit. If we can be led by the Holy Spirit, boy, oh boy, God will lead us into some beautiful things. God will set us free of some habits that have kept us back. God will take us to a whole nother level in Him. Can somebody say amen? Now finally, Ezekiel 47.5. Let's look at it again. This is so powerful. Look at it again. Then he measured another 1,750 feet. And the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. The Lord showed me too deep. Too deep equates living in the currents of the Word and the Spirit. We're not trying to navigate life in the natural. That doesn't mean we're not using our intellect. That doesn't mean we don't make wise choices that are obviously wise. It means I'm learning to use my intellect in partnership with the wisdom and the partnership of the Holy Spirit who knows everything about everything. And I'm learning to listen to Him even when I'm not in the building. I'm learning to yield my spirit to Him and my mind to Him so that He can live through me and Christ can manifest through my life. This is different than the world. Dare I say, it might even be different from a lot of church-going people. But not at Lakeshore, amen. Lakeshore is going to learn to live in the currents of the rivers of the Word and the Spirit. Amen, amen. Well, listen, as we're closing this morning, and the worship team comes back up to the platform, I just want to um, finish our time together going back to what I shared at the, at the beginning of the message. I believe that this is a prophetic moment. I believe that, that everyone in the building, myself included, can take a step. No matter where you're at. Maybe you're not even in the family. Take a step. God wants you in the family. Maybe you're at ankle deep and you've kind of been stuck there. Oh, God wants you to take a step. He wants you to make a decision to be knee deep and be a person who's reading your Bible and and praying. Pastor Robert, I don't know where to start. Oh, come on. You're at a church where somebody will sit down with you and show you how to do this. We got journals out there. Right, Larry? Larry's a man who's knee deep. He's in the Word. He's reading. He's meditating on the Scriptures. You don't have to be a pastor to do this. Just a follower. Maybe you're knee deep and you're stepping in. I want to go deeper. I want to go waist deep. I want to not only read the Word, Pastor Robert, but I want to keep the Word central in my life. So when people on the workplace or people in the, in, the, in the hobby department or people that I know in the neighborhood, when they say we should be living like this, I say, yeah, I don't know about that. But the word says, God says, I'm living by the truth. I'm making a decision to draw a line in the sand. I'm going to live by the truth of the word of God. Amen. 
And maybe you're there. Maybe you're doing that already. But the Lord is saying, son, daughter, now I want you to live by the currents of the river of the word and the spirit. There's more for you, son. There's more for you, daughter. I want you to yield that part of your life to the Holy Spirit. I want you to yield that part of your thinking, that part of your doing to the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit partner with the Word and lead you in your life. What could that look like? Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus' prophetic statement in that moment is that one day there's going to be followers who are partnering with the Word and the Spirit, and they're going deeper, and the Word and the Spirit is leading them in the currents of heaven on earth, and they're experiencing more and more of the wonderful things that God has prepared. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.